0: in your Bibles to the book of Psalm, to Psalm 104, Psalm 104, and I'd like for us to read the entirety of the psalm, but 35 verses, our subject this afternoon is the growing of the grass, it might sound like a strange topic or title, or a message. So it is. Maybe we can learn something from this. Psalm 104. Now begin in verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God. Thou art very great, thou art clothed with honor and majesty, who coverest thyself with light as with a garment, who stretchest out the heavens like a curtain, who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariot, who walketh upon the wings of the wind, who giveth his angels, spirits, his ministers, a a flaming fire, who laid the foundations of the earth, that it should not be removed forever. Thou coverest it with the deep, As with a garment the water stood above the mountains, at thy rebuke they fled, at the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. They go up by the mountains, they go down by the valleys unto the place which thou hast founded for them. Thou hast set a bound, that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. He sendeth the springs into the valleys, which run among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild asses quench their thirst. By them shall the fowls of the heavens have their habitation, which sing among the branches. He watereth the hills from his chamber. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of thy work. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle, and herb for the service of man, that he may bring forth food out of the earth, and wine that maketh glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face to shine, and bread which strengtheneth man's heart. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, they eat the cedars of Lebanon, which he hath planted, where the birds make their nest. As for the stork, the fir trees are her house. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats, and the rocks for the cones. He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knoweth his going down. Thou makest darkness. And it is night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. The young lions roar after their prey, and seek their meat from God. The sun arises, they gather themselves together, and lay them down in their dens. Man goeth forth unto his work, and to his labor, until the evening. O Lord, How manifold are thy works. In wisdom thou hast made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. So is this great and wide sea, wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. There go the ships. There is that leviton, whom thou hast made to play therein, these wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. If thou givest them, that thou givest them, they gather. Thou openest thy hand, they are filled with good. Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die. And return to their dust. Thou sendest forth thy spirit. They are created. And thou renewest the face of the earth. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. He looketh on the earth and it trembleth. He toucheth the hills and they smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth. Let the wicked be no more. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. Well, there's a lot in that one psalm. Psalm 104, if you would sometime read Psalm 103, 104, and 105 together, you'll see how they just blend one with another, and in all of these psalms, the psalmist is praising and exalting his God. Look at Psalm 103, and notice how it begins, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Then it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The 104th psalm begins with these words Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor. And majesty. Psalm 105 begins this way: O oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice. That seek the Lord. I think we could spend a lifetime teaching and preaching from these three Psalms and never exhaust them, would hardly touch the hem of their, their garment. But I want us to this afternoon to focus our attention upon one single phrase of Psalm 104. I want us to examine it. It's easy for us to overlook things. I mention that often, but it's just one of our our weaknesses. We overlook things uh, too often. We read over so much. But all Scripture is profitable for doctrine. All Scripture is there for our learning and for our benefit. If you would notice the first phrase, of Psalm 104, verse 14. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle. Do just to meditate upon those words. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle. There are so many today who live in large cities, have spent their lives there, and they never consider the growing of the grass or the feeding of the cattle. They just go to a store and food is there, have no idea where it comes from. You and I, who have lived our lives more or less in rural areas of the country, we also often take these things for granted. We fail to see and to acknowledge God In all things, we fail to acknowledge, verse 14, that he causes the grass to grow for the cattle. But I think there is much there for us to learn from these words. Throughout Scripture, God uses parables, he uses metaphors, he uses symbols and types to teach us and give us meaning and understanding of spiritual matters. He uses light and he uses water many times, but he also uses grass. He does that throughout scriptures. He uses grass to teach us about certain matters in the Word of God. If you'll hold your place here, Note in Isaiah and in chapter 40, Isaiah and in chapter 40, and here I'm going to begin in verse 1, Isaiah 40 and in verse 1, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, and cry unto her, that her she hath received of the Lord's hands double for all her sins. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill shall be made low, the crooked shall be made straight, the rough places plain, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The voice said, Cry, and he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is out as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God standeth forever. Notice again in verse 6, 7, and 8 concerning this matter of the grass. From there I'm going all the way to 1 Peter and in chapter 1. 1 Peter and in chapter 1. Here I'm going to read verse 24 and verse 25. And you'll notice how Peter took knowledge of this. In 1 Peter 1 and in verse 24, All flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. The grass withereth is a reminder from the scripture of the mortality of man, the frailty of life. All flesh is as grass and the scripture says, the grass withereth." Go with me back to the book of Psalm, if you would. This time to the 90th Psalm. In Psalm 90, and here I'm going to read verse 1 through verse 6. Psalm 90, and I began in verse 1. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and saith, Return ye, children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. From there I'm going to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, and here I read verse Fifteen and verse sixteen, Psalm one hundred three, fifteen, verse. Uh, it, it says, "As for man, his days are as grass; as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone; and the place thereof shall know it no more." Again, grass as a symbol of man's mortality. But even more than that, grass is used in Scripture to give us an insight and understanding of the provisions of God, His supply for His people. You remember in the 23rd Psalm, and I'll go back there. In Psalm 23, Verse 1 and verse 2. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. The abundance of God's supply. The green pastures. Not only enough to eat, but in abundance to lie down on. And here I would think of all the wonderful provisions of our God, that we are blessed with an abundance, not just physically, but spiritually, being blessed with all spiritual blessings. Again, in Psalm 104, let's focus our attention upon the first words of verse 14. He causes the grass to grow. Grass does not grow of itself. We may sometimes think that it does because it keeps growing. We have to keep mowing. But he causes the grass to to grow. People speak of nature and some would say, well, it's just natural for grass to grow. And people would rather give credit to nature than unto God. But if there are laws of nature, there must be a lawgiver. There must be one supreme. And I read here in the scripture, he causes the grass to grow. Neither the grass nor anything else grows by itself. God is the first call. Even the simple growing of grass is the work of God. He causes the grass to grow. Consider how common it is, or all around us, for grass to grow. It should be a reminder unto us that God is God of the small things, even as the large things. How many blades of grass do you think God has caused to grow? I would answer every one of them. He causes the grass to grow. He does it in ways that are unknown to us. He does it in places that are unknown to us. All over this planet there are remote places and their grass is growing. Who caused it? He causes the grass to grow. Again, just an acknowledgement of our God. He causes the grass to grow, it says in verse 14, and he does it for the cattle. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle. And another lesson for us, I think, is that God cares for the beast of the field, and he causes the grass to grow for them. Just consider the cattle in pastures that you, you see from time to time, and they're out there in the pasture, and there's the grass. Well, he calls the grass to grow for the cattle. He calls it to grow for them. Look in Psalm 147. In Psalm 147, I'm going to read verse, verse 7 through verse 9. Psalm 147, and again I begin in verse, verse 7. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Give me just a minute. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving, sing praise upon the harp unto our God, who covereth the heaven with clouds, who prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. He giveth to the beast his food, and to the young ravens which cry. Now notice again in verse 9, he giveth to the beast his food. He gave it to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. From there I'm going to go to Matthew in chapter 6 and read verse 26. And there you remember the Lord said, Behold the fowls of the air. For they, they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather in the barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Your heavenly Father feedeth them. In the book of Luke, in chapter 12, and in verse 24, we read of the ravens, the beast of the fields, and the ravens a moment ago in Psalm 147. In Luke 12 and in verse verse 24, Jesus said, Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse or barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Are not God's people more precious unto him than cattle, Ravens. We are the objects of his love, the objects of his grace. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die for us. And my thought is, if God will provide grass for the cattle and food for the ravens, will he not also provide for Will he not provide for us, those who are are chosen of God? Our text again in Psalm 104, he causes the grass to grow for the cattle. The cattle could not cause the grass to grow. God does this for them. All the cattle do is just eat the grass. That's all they do. And we read that God feedeth the beast of the field. He feeds the ravens. God's provisions of grass for the cattle are perfectly suited for cattle. God does not make provisions for any, including you and I, that are not perfectly suited for us. He calls the grass to grow for the cattle. Now keep that thought in mind if you would. I go to the book of Genesis and in chapter one. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle. In Genesis and in chapter one, and here I'll read verse eleven through verse thirteen. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herbs yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself. After his kind, and God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. God said, verse 11, let the earth bring forth grass. Our text in Psalm 104, verse 14, says, He called you're still in Genesis in chapter 1, notice what is written in verse 24 and verse 25. And God said, Let the earth bring forth a living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. What did you notice here? I mentioned this years ago in one of our studies on the book of Genesis that before there was any cattle, God already commanded the grass to grow. He made provisions for the cattle before there was any cattle. And our text says he causes the grass to grow for the cattle. And I want to just draw a a comparison here, how I would apply this to you and I in a a spiritual matter. How God made provisions for us before we ever existed. How God provided for us before you and I ever had a being. He made previous provisions for the cattle in a physical sense, but he also made previous provisions for us in a spiritual sense, provisions of love and grace. Before the foundation of the world, before any person was ever created, God had chosen some unto salvation. If, if you are a believer, you can know that God made provisions for you before you existed, even as he made provisions for For the cattle before they ever existed. It's a wonderful thing to consider. Before there was a world or anything but our God, in the mind and purpose of God, a lamb was already slain. Before the foundation of the world, God's provision of salvation and redemption for his people. Before you and I ever had a being, God had already predestinated and determined that we would be conformed to the image of his Son. And again, as he made provisions for the cattle before they ever existed, so has he done for his people. He has made provisions that perfectly suit us. Psalm 50, and in verse 10, Psalm 50 and in verse 10, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. It's a way of expressing that I own them all. They are his? Why did he make provisions for us even before we ever existed? Because we are his. But there is another answer to the question. Why did God make these provisions for the cattle? Go back with me to the book of Genesis if you would. In the book of Genesis and in chapter 9 Genesis and in chapter 9, and let's read verse 9 and verse 10. Genesis 9, beginning in verse 9, And I, behold, I, establish my covenant with you, and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl, of the cattle, of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. Notice verse 10. God made a covenant with the cattle. He made a covenant with the cattle. Why does God cause the grass to grow for the cattle? He made a covenant with the cattle. If God honors his covenant with the cattle and all that is mentioned here, he will surely honor his covenant of grace that involves you and I. Are we not much better than they? Does he not view us in a higher sense than he does the cattle or the ravens? He established a covenant with them. but He has a covenant that involves us, and it involves our eternal salvation and our welfare. Does God keep his covenant with the cattle? Just consider, does God keep his covenant with the cattle? Well, as far as I know, grass is still growing. And he causes the grass to grow for the cattle. And if he'll keep that covenant with the cattle, surely he will then keep that covenant that is between him, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and It involves us here even today. I'm going to bring this to a close by reading in Psalm again. Psalm 148. Psalm 148. I'm going to read verse 1 to the end of the psalm, verse 14. But just consider the simple statement that we read over so easily. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle. I learned personally much from that. In Psalm 148, beginning in verse 1, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heaven, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded, and they were created. He hath also Establish them forever and ever, he hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapors, stormy wind fulfilling his words, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things, and flying fowl, kings of the earth, and all people, princes, and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalteth the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. When I think of our text and the things that we can learn from that, I cannot help but think of wording that I find here Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. In in verse 1, praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Verse 7, praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons in all all deeps. Now look at verse 14. He also exalteth the horn of his of all his saints even of the children of Israel a people near to him praise ye the Lord look at the last words of verse 14 praise ye the Lord you find that repeated in this psalm but here in particular praise ye the Lord those three words Four words, praise ye the Lord, are translated from one word, hallelujah. The word hallelujah means praise Jehovah. Praise Jehovah. Have you ever seen the word hallelujah? Say the word, hear it, think of the meaning of it. It means praise Jehovah. And when I think of all the Benefits of the Lord. How can we not praise Jehovah? Praise Jehovah. In verse 10, I'll just point out the cattle are mentioned here. Praise Jehovah. That the cattle praise Jehovah. The cattle have a reason to praise Jehovah. Why? He maketh the grass to grow for the cattle. How much more for us. Let's stand together and have a prayer and be dismissed. Our Father, again, we thank you for the day. We thank you for your word. Again, we pray that you'd give us a desire to know more of it, to learn more. Help us to realize that Every scripture is there for us. Give us a desire to look into your word and see the great things thereof. We ask you to be with us as we close. I ask your blessings upon each one. And I pray in Jesus' name.